Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Top Realtors Connecticut. I'm on with Hillary Katzenberg from Lux Latitude's uh, team of Compass. So thank you so much, Hillary, for being on the show. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Um, by the way, Hillary, have extensive experience um, in this industry. So I just want to know, this is the first question that I got. Like, can you tell me a little bit about the, um, like, your company and how it takes, like, what's the main focus you have in terms of helping customers, like where are the values that you have established with your business so far? So I am with the Brokerage Compass, which is a very big uh, national brokerage. We are a publicly traded company and have become, in mm -hmm. terms of sales volumes, the number one company in the country in only 10 years um, since it was founded. So mm -hmm. I, I came over to Compass after a long career with other brokerages um, my team is called Lux Latitudes, and our name really basically says it all. We're a luxury um, brand and covering, you know, the coastline of Connecticut, which is about an hour outside of New York City, and the southeast uh, coast of Florida. And we also have some luxury properties in Turks and Caicos. So we're very high-end luxury brand. Awesome. 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 And um with this um, situation that you got, what do you think like the biggest challenge that um, your company is facing right now, or even just real estate itself, like the market of real estate? That's a great question because markets are obviously cyclical. And having been yeah. in this business as long as I have been, I've lived through a lot of different cycles and markets. And so many people got their real estate license during the pandemic because it, you know, things were just so high in demand and interest rates were so mm -hmm. low and there's a fair amount of attrition now of people thinking that it would be so easy and that's this was always how real estate was and and it's in fact not so i think a lot of people that thought that it would be you know an easy way to make a living are leaving the profession now but that being said um the current market you know especially outside of big cities like new york city that got hit so mm -hmm. hard by the pandemic new york city is mm -hmm. a big theater market to us and on the coast of Connecticut and we're outside of the city. And there was such an exodus of people leaving the city because of the pandemic that, um, you know, we had a huge seller's market, certainly not enough inventory and, you know, a, a lot of demand. We're still experiencing low inventory and um, therefore, you know, the demand is high, even though interest rates continue to rise um, and the affordability factor is tougher. So um, the market right now is very robust. It's really tough to be a buyer in this market if you're not ready to yeah. um, waive contingencies and um, come in fairly aggressive with your offer. Okay. And how do you like um, like overcome this uh, kind of challenges, especially with the things that you said, it's become uh, robust, low in inventory, how do you like provide solutions based on your experience? So what we're doing is because we've been we we have such a good relationship within the communities and you know I raised my kids there and so forth we're reaching out directly to um pr prospective buyers mm -hmm. sellers um, we reach out to, we've got, you know, we're such a tech savvy company that through, mm -hmm. you know, artificial intelligence, we get a good 
it indicators and ideas of who's likely to sell based on, mm-hmm. you know, their patterns on the internet. And we're reaching out directly to them. And we're doing a lot of, I have what's called private exclusive listings that are not readily available on the market. Um, I just did both sides of an off market mm-hmm. deal. And so, you know, we're having to, in a low supply market, you have mm-hmm. to be creative of different ways to, um, you know, repopulate supply without looking to, you know, the multiple listing service. And that's what we're Mm -hmm. doing. I mean, we even did, um, when I sold a a listing off market during the pandemic, I sent out a flyer to everybody in the neighborhood telling them what their neighbor just got since it was an off market sale. Mm -hmm. And then I just got a seller that was excited about that. Didn't really want the traffic through his house. And he's, he said, look, if you can get a buyer, you know, I'd be willing to sell. I brought a buyer and in one showing we sold it and it was off market. Um, I have several coming soon listings that I can keep in my pocket and share first with my, with my buyers. So, you know, we're, we're using a bunch of different ways um, yeah. that we reach out and look for potential sellers before they start, you know, interviewing or getting serious that we can expose their property. Awesome. Awesome. Your relationship is also very important. Like it plays uh, also a big part aside from that creativity. Absolutely. We're a very hyper local business. And so relationships are really key. Although we've been able to branch out Mm -hmm. more when you have really strong marketing and people constantly see your marketing through social media, Mm -hmm. paid advertisements, you know, all kinds of, um, you know, media streams such as this as well, then people yeah, know okay. you, they know your expertise. And it's a matter of them when they're ready to, you know, buy or sell that you come to mind, that you're top of mind. We also, you know, at during the holiday times, we have private label wines um, that we distribute to all of our past and, um, you know, current awesome. clients and so forth. And that's just keeping that relationship going so that when people you know, think about it. Or when they, when someone asks them, you know, their friends or family members, Mm -hmm. I I just got a call the other day from a father who wants to do a 10, what's called a 1031 exchange and sell his home in Northern California and purchase one in Connecticut to be closer to his grandchildren. And that came obviously Mm -hmm. through um, that one sale that was a referral to me from another client. I sold their friend a home and mm-hmm. now I'll sell also their their parents a home. So each relationship you have to think of is multiple um, possibilities of who they know and yeah. how to be their go-to person. Uh, and, and, you know, both buying and selling are like very big decisions to make. So that's about that's actually my next question. Like, how do you keep uh, how do you keep like a top of mind with these people and get referrals? And you just answer that. Right. Well, and also, oh. you know, it's 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 buyers and sellers and this selling and buying real estate, people are acquiring or um, disposing of the biggest asset in most people's lives that they have mm-hmm. or will um, own. And, you know, it takes a lot of trust and care. And if you take good care and you get good reviews, um, mm-hmm. you know, and you really have to treat that with the utmost respect and and trust and and care and customer service. Um, you know, it's also a very emotional time for people. Most people that buy or sell are going through some sort of life transition, whether mm-hmm. they're, you know, getting a promotion or they're downsizing 
or, you know, they're getting a divorce. There's always a reason yeah. that fuels that decision, you know, to buy or sell a home. Yeah, definitely. Totally agree with that one. Um, with your experience in the industry, do you have like any specific tools or like tactics that you can share, like particularly effective one in successfully marketing and selling a property? Yeah, I mean, I always tell my um, team members, we, we meet every week, and I always tell them social media is the easiest way for free. I mean, there's obviously a lot of paid channels. And if you're a realtor, you're getting constantly bombarded and contacted um, many, many times a day, mm -hmm. phone calls and emails and, yeah. you know, people that want you to use their services, whether they're lead generation services. And it's so hard to know which ones um, you know, you should use, but I always say, start with your own sphere of influence. Everyone's got mm -hmm. the people that want to use them, but how are you going to instill the trust and confidence to earn their business? And, you know, by, by doing it through social media, building up your social media channel, and then putting content out mm -hmm. through that channel every single day, that shows the people that would want to work with you that you should trust me and you should put your confidence in me because I'm a professional. You can, you know, show them that um, based on, you know, your posts and, and that's free. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best. Yeah. Place yeah. To start. Yeah. Totally agree with that one. Start with uh, your, your scope and influence and um, grow it from there. Definitely agree with you. There's I mean, those are the people that want to work with you for sure. Those are the people that want to work <laughs> with you. And especially yeah. when you're a newer agent, um, you know, you don't, you can't trade on a wealth of experience and reviews and past performance. So you have to trade on what you have and that's the relationships that you've cultivated and built. Yeah, I totally but, agree with that. You know, that's what also my team members, and you know, we take also newer team members, they can mm -hmm. leverage when you're on a team that's an experienced team and has a track record as a new agent, you can leverage that experience and that um, you know, those reviews and body of work. So my newer agents, be, you know, they have their sphere of influence, but I always mm -hmm. go on the listing appointments with them and ensure, you know, the, their potential clients that, you know, and they look at my reviews and the team reviews and our, you know, sales um, records. So, you know, they have that at their fingertips while they're, you know, making their own mm -hmm. way. It, which, is a, uh, which is a pretty efficient way. Totally agree with that one. Um, this question that I have next, it's um, like more of like a, a customer side. So what's like the best tip that you can give to, to those like first time home buyers and like sellers? I, I say first, first and foremost, I would say interview a bunch of agents and go with the person that you think is best, get recommendations. Mm -hmm. Um, and to pick a top professional. And once you choose them, listen to what they say. You're, you know, they're earning a commission and, mm -hmm. you know, everyone, you know, you know your house best, but you're choosing somebody to represent you and earn a commission because they know mm -hmm. this business better. And markets are, are you know, ever changing. And, you know, I say, if you're going to put your confidence in them, listen to what they tell you. There's, it, you know, if you're a buyer, get pre-approved. Be ready to, you know, and, and ask your realtor, you know, what, what do you think this is going to go for? What do you think is an aggressive offer for this? You know, I always ask people too, you know, what do you want to be there in five years? Do you see yourself in 10 years? If you're thinking about selling right now, you should ask yourself, do I see myself in this home in 10 years? And if the answer is no, 
you could miss out on this great seller's market where inventory is low in many mm. places. And I would say, don't wait, because you're going to kick yourself in five years and say, God, I wish I would have taken advantage <laughs> of that. And, yeah. you know, I, I've lived through buyer's markets where things have sit and sit and sit and they're negotiating and it takes forever to get an offer. Um, and this is a very mm. opportune time for sellers. Buyers, it's a little bit yeah. tougher. And, you know, it. you really have to be, um, especially if something's newer to the market you, you and you want to come in and offer, you've got to be aggressive. I mean, many things are going way over asking price right now. So, yeah. you know, and as many contingencies as you're comfortable waiving, um, you know, if you don't put, you can get a mortgage, but not make the deal contingent on a mortgage. It's just, you're, you're feeling comfortable. I know I'm going to get yeah, the mortgage. Um, and I say, maybe if you're not comfortable um, fully comfortable, maybe keep the appraisal contingency, waive the, the finance contingency and say, but, you know, the house has to appraise for X, you know, so that's one way to yeah. do it. It, it. It's pretty amazing. So, yeah, I totally agree with you with that. And um, another thing, like, what's the advice that you can give to somebody looking to get started in this industry, like in real estate or for those who are already um, in this space but wanted to scale further their business? Well, I, again, I think social media for free and, and, and I would invest in yourself. Investing in yourself is never a bad investment. And, you know, any, you are your own business. You are your own CEO. Even if you're on a, you know, even if you're working for a brokerage and a, you're on a team, you're still working for yourself. And I think you've got to utilize, I, I would pick a brokerage uh -huh. if you're new that has a lot of good trading opportunities and, you know, um, I would definitely, as a new person breaking into the industry, I would be on a team because you don't have a track record yet and you can mm -hmm. leverage the track record of your team. I would also, um, I like, I make partners, um, my my team members, I partner mm -hmm. them up so that they have an accountability coach and that they meet with, with their partner at the beginning of each week, set a task and a goal, and then check in with their partner at the end of each week, you know, just keeps them on track that they've mm -hmm. achieved their goal. And, uh, you know, get a really good, you know, CRM of your contact list mm -hmm. and utilize, um, and, and I would say, make sure that you join a brokerage that has you know, great marketing opportunities. That's why, you know, Compass has great marketing opportunities for free right in its app. And I love using those, but there's a lot of other great, um, you know, marketing to create marketing content out there. Uh, I, I use um, uh, I, Animoto. Um, Animoto. Yeah, uh, that's a good one that you can, you know, for videos and so forth. I do a lot in the mm -hmm. company. Um, in the app. I mean, there's just, you know, there's a lot of great templates and, and uh, places to create good content. So I, and I would just be really careful because everybody mm. wants to make money from realtors. There's so many yeah, yeah. people that will approach you for lead gen sources and everything else. So be really careful no doubt. who you entrust. Yeah. The very thing that I, uh, I like about it, as you said, in investing yourself. Of course, not just, I think, really in real estate, but in different area aspects of your life, right? And I would create a business plan, you know, with goals. And, you know, what you put in is what you get out. And this is not mm -hmm. something where you're going to have instant gratification. It's not like, you know, somebody's walking into a store and buying a shirt. You know, you're, yeah. you need to throw a lot of things out there and only one comes back. But it takes time, you know. You're, it's about being consistent with your marketing 
and making sure that you come to top of mind mm-hmm. and people see you on a regular basis that you're, you know, working in this industry, that you're successful, that you're consistent. Um, and there's all kinds of ways to show what you're, you know, to post listings that your company has. Um, and put it out there. They don't have to just be your listings. You know, if it's public, you can mm-hmm. post those, but continue to post, go on broker open houses, broker tours, and mm-hmm. do little videos of, you know, look what I look, saw today. They, your your mm-hmm. sphere of influence will see you working as a realtor and taking this seriously and doing it, you know, on a regular basis. I say at least post three times a week. Yes, it's pretty interesting. And that's that's usually how marketing works right now and being like top of the mind, right? And I'm I'm just curious, you've been in this industry for a very long time. Probably you've seen like some sort of pattern. I'm, I'm just very curious with the experience that you have. So what do you think is like the, the future of like real estate industry, like five years to 10 years from now? I'm just very well, interested with, with the insight I that you think, got about that. I think the cream always rises to the top. I think there's always, look, you know, I first got my license when there was no GPS There was no internet. I know that really is dating me, but we had big Mm -hmm. listing books that came out, you know, each week and Mm -hmm. clients would have to come to our office and go through the listing books with us. And, you know, (laughs) technology is constantly um, emerging and changing things and making things user-friendly. I know if you would have told me back then that we were going to have something called Zillow or truly, Mm -hmm. you know, or (laughs) realtor.com could go directly and see you know, what the listings are themselves, I would go, well, then that means there's not going to be any profession for, you know, mm-hmm. realtors anymore. And and that's not the case. It's just changing the way our business is. And I think it's totally. so important to stay on top of the technology, what's available, and, you know, what sets you apart? What's your niche? Mm-hmm. When I first got licensed in Ohio at the age of 18, my mother was a broker and there was a property that was um, had been sitting on the market for a long time, and it was off a very busy road. And I had a crazy idea. I knocked on their door, and I asked them mm-hmm. if they would give me a chance for a few weeks because I was going back to college, and that mm-hmm. my mother owned the brokerage, and would they give me a chance? And I I went to town hall, and back then mm-hmm. it was easier, but I had four forms that they filled out. We easily and quickly got the property zoned commercial and we got it rezoned and I sold it for two and a half times uh, asking price to Jeannie garage door opener. And, you know, it's thinking outside the box. Yeah, Um, yeah. It's thinking outside the box. When I was first, um, I went through a divorce and I was on the dating apps and I had recently gotten (laughs) I'd recently gotten licensed in Connecticut and I realized through being on those apps that everyone was buying or selling a house that was going through the divorce process. And so mm-hmm. that became my feeder. I, I you know, I, I kind of, the divorce niche was mine and I'd meet people through the dating apps and buy and sell their homes. <laughs> that was before Realtor.com and, and uh, you know, Zillow and before social media, that was my, mm-hmm. you know, entree. So you know, you kind of have to sit back and look at your own life. Now I'm a member of the National Association of Divorce Professionals, which is a networking group um, mm-hmm. of attorneys, uh, real estate agents, mortgage brokers, therapists that help people going through the divorce process. And we network and, you know, refer to each other. And mm-hmm. there's so many different opportunities, but, you know, yeah, really, we're, this is also a real job of, you know, coexisting and working together. And, um, 
you know, we constantly as realtors are referring mm-hmm. to each other and other locales. So, you know, friend on social media, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, on, on Instagram, realtors from other areas and locales and network mm-hmm. with them so that when they have a buyer moving to your area, you're who they think of to refer to. Yeah, I agree. Like network. It's it's really pretty changing fast, especially with the AI, right? Like, like there's so much, yeah, very fast. Like a lot of like software is like coming every single day. But like what you said, you should like listen to um, recommendation. Um, also work with um, the, the scope of your influence. That's pretty helpful. And if anybody wants to like um, connect with you or anyone thinking about like buying or selling in the area where you at. Um, what's the place they can go or where's the place they can go? Like, what's the best way to do that? So my email address is Hillary, H-Y-L-E-R-I mm-hmm. at luxlatitudes.com. L-U-X-E-L-U-T-I-T-U-D-E-S. Luxlatitudesplural.com. Okay. We also have a website, luxlatitudes.com. I'm also at Hillary on Instagram. Um, we have a Lux Latitudes Facebook uh, page on uh, Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I'm, you know, go to the Compass website and you can type in Agent Hillary Katzenberg. Um, and my phone number is 203-246-8395. So I am available um and you can look at my zillow account and look at my reviews or on compass on on the compass website and um you know i i cover my team covers all of the coast of connecticut up to new haven from greenwich up through new haven and southeast florida and we have an exciting um an exciting development of villas and condos in uh, Turks and Caicos, North Caicos, Sandy Point. Oh, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. So those are like uh, the contact information. So if you're going to um, look for these um, uh, like, like properties in this particular area, you got Hillary's um, contact information right there. So it's what she said, um, trust uh, Karen at most respect. So it's pretty uh, amazing to have you in the show. It's an honor to me to interview you, uh, someone with pretty extensive experience in real estate. So again, that's very short. Thank you so much and really Thank appreciate you, you being in the show. I Where... appreciate you having me. Okay, awesome, Bye. awesome. That's it. Bye-bye. Thank you.